The Hunger Games Catching Fire. Okay, here we go. I will tell you that I enjoyed The Hunger Games. Last year's Hunger Games surprised me. I thought it was very exciting. It was very interesting. And it was a much better movie than I thought it was going to be. I'm not telling you that I thought it was going to be a bad movie. I really did not know what to expect going into it. Now, going into Catching Fire, I already have some preconceived notions in my head as to what this movie is going to be like. I'm also aware that we are not finishing our tale. We have two more movies coming, Mockingjay Part 1 and then Mockingjay Part 2 will be released uh, in the next, next two years. So, with all of that in mind, I also want to point out that I did see Catching Fire in IMAX. And I mean big, real IMAX, not the IMAX that you get at your local uh, multiplex where the screen is a little bit bigger than the other ones. Where the screen is, you know, you could walk in and say, oh yeah, that's a bigger screen. I'm talking about the IMAX where it's five stories tall. I don't always do this for movies, but I figured, what the heck. Now, here is what I will tell you, is that as shocked as I was that I enjoyed The Hunger Games last year, I am even more shocked that Catching Fire is such an unbelievably excellent movie. Honestly. Absolutely fantastic in just about every way. So what you have going on here is Katniss Everdeen, the oh-so-lovable Jennifer Lawrence, is back again, and she is now a victor from the first film. She's a victor of the Hunger Games. But what I love about this is that while she's supposed to be on a victory tour, she's supposed to be celebrating winning the Hunger Games. In reality, she's really messed up from what happened in that first movie. The act of having to kill other kids, the act of uh, almost killing herself at the end of that movie, and having to uh, enjoy or pretend to enjoy a romance with fellow Hunger Games uh, player Peter Malark, that is Joss Hutchinson in case you are living under a rock, why all of this has affected her and she is depressed and she is unsure what to do. So she embarks on her victory tour, but as it turns out, the fact that Katniss kind of got over in the first movie and not only did she let herself, did she cause herself to survive, but she also managed to save Peter with the idea of having themselves both commit suicide, and then they, the overlords say, no, 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 don't do that. The overlords are now, or the capital, I guess I should call it, I think that's what they refer to, the capital, in particular, President Snow, sees Katniss as a threat. In fact, the last thing he needs is all of these people who live in this totalitarian-style future, in which everyone in the capital enjoys great lives, but everybody else in the 12 districts that live, uh, in the 12 outlying districts, live in poverty, live in squalor. He needs to keep that going. And so the last thing he needs to do is have any hope. So here's what they do. Hey, th next year, it's uh, why it's going to be year 75, and you know what? Every 25 years, we take all of the victors... And we put them in the Hunger Games. What do you know? So Katniss and Peeta find themselves right back where they were in the first film. But the difference here is she's not competing against, against a bunch of kids. She is competing against a bunch of survivors and adults. And all of these people, at least a good portion of them, 
have a much more mature attitude about it, as in, we don't want to be here, this really sucks, we're all going to die for your amusement, everyone, hope you're happy. I tell you, I was just so surprised at how the reactions that the characters had were reactions that you would expect actual people to have. Katniss does some really neat things in this movie and solves her own problem in a way that I did not expect. If you see it in the IMAX, the one thing that I think was so neat is that for this film, the actual Hunger Games sequence, which is about 50 minutes long, was shot with IMAX cameras. So a lot of times when you see a movie and they broadcast it in IMAX, they may have just taken the print and blown it up to IMAX size. That's what happens a lot of times. Some movies shoot certain sequences in IMAX, so when you watch it that way, it looks really cool. So... For this film is a good long chunk that is in the IMAX format and you could definitely tell the difference because as we get to that point, the picture takes up the entirety of the screen whereas before it was not quite. It was taking up about 80% of the giant screen and you will notice the difference if you pay attention. Uh, You haven't seen it yet that way. She gets into the elevator to go up into the games. Uh, The screen, as she's going up, the screen is going down and there you have it. So I would encourage you all to go ahead and check out Catching Fire in that format if you can. It was exciting and exhilarating and quite honestly exhausting. I felt like I had experienced something and not just seen a movie. I felt as though what they had achieved here was that middle film that you want, that Empire Strikes Back film that you're looking for in a trilogy, even though this is a quadrology, I suppose. That's what they have. I give it a big, fat, solid... A plus. Oh, I'm sorry. I got to raise my volume back up. 